Welcome to another episode of Let's Connect. I'm Keith McPherson, and I'm very glad you've decided to join me here for this next episode of the podcast. What does it mean to be a touring musician and surrender your whole life to the world, to expose yourself on stages around the world, to practice guitar from a very early age, to truly trust what it means to go out there and follow your passion? Today's podcast guest is Ariel Posen, a member of the Brothers Landreth, an incredible band, and now a solo artist of his own right as well, about to release his debut album. Ariel is here on the podcast to share some of his insights, his experiences putting out a solo record, and some of his stories from the road, which to me are just totally fascinating. So stay tuned, and let's connect. I'm really excited about this podcast in particular because today's topic is all about the power of music and we're going to be speaking with Ariel in a few moments all about his experiences being a full-time traveling musician on the road. You know, you ask a musician, what's it like touring all around the world, you know, playing gig to gig, city to city, sleeping in different hotel rooms, eating different food. Every musician is going to have just so many incredible stories about what their experience is like when they literally just open themselves up to the road and put themselves out there. I often joke with my bandmate, Renee, uh, we've spent probably 20 years on the road touring, and we could probably write five novels about the experiences and the synchronicities and the people we met. One of the things I love about uh, being a touring musician and, and being around musicians is there's a different mindset where they literally just put themselves out there and trust the present moment. I think there's a real mindfulness practice that underlays being a musician, and it's fascinating to me, and I'm so excited for you to listen to that as we're in conversation today with Ariel. Before we get into the conversation as well with Ariel, I wanted to also just mention that I'm putting myself out there vulnerably as a musician uh, with a brand new album also coming out called Shine that I'll be touring around North America over the next little bit, and I'm looking for living rooms to serenade you and your friends in. <laughs> so if you haven't heard of this concept before, it's called a house concert. I'm also going to be launching a book club slash house concert format. So um, the idea is I'd come to your living room, uh, you bring a group of friends together, and I'll play some songs, share some stories and readings from my new book, and also uh, perhaps do a little bit of a workshop around mindfulness practice. So if you're looking for a new creative way to engage your community, please consider this. I would love to come if I'm in your area and make this happen. You can check out my tour dates at my website and shoot me an email at any point as well if this is of interest and we can chat further about what that might look like. All right, let's get to the podcast with Ariel. Uh, brace yourself. This is going to be really entertaining because we're talking to one of the best musician guitar players that I know, Ariel Posen. Ariel Posen's here. I call him Guitariel Posen. Indeed. Welcome welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, nice so to be here. It's great to have you here. And uh, it's nice to just casually chat about everything that you've been up to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm trying to think where we should start. Uh, take me back to how you first got into playing music. Let's go there because you are an amazing guitar player. You're <laughs> exceptional. And when did this all start for you? Um, well, it started at a young age. Just My parents are both musicians. So I grew up in a musical family, grew up traveling with them. I think I went on my first flight at like two months old for, for some gig they were doing. So I just got immersed in that pretty quickly. And, you know, we, there was always music 
around the house. So I, I don't know. I just gravitated to guitar when I was young, um, primarily because everyone in school was playing it, and I just th I thought that would be cool. And then you know, a couple months later, no one else was playing anymore. I was the only one left. Wow, um, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of what I've always done. I I don't really I haven't known anything other than it. You know. Cool. So how about how old were you when you first picked up a guitar? And do you um, remember that? Like, yeah. That moment? Yeah. I, I get asked that all the time and I don't, I, I'm pretty sure I was nine years old because I started on piano for a couple of years. Really? And then I got my first electric. I remember it because it was January 1997 and my dad got us tickets to go see one of my favorite bands at the time, I Mother Earth. You remember oh, them? Yeah, I totally remember so that. So I Mother Earth and, and Moist played at the, uh, the Winnipeg Arena cool. before the MTS. And uh, like we got to meet them. It was like the best night of my life. And I was like on 92 City FM after because one of the hosts was there. And was, hey, what is this kid doing back here? Why don't you call me tomorrow and we'll talk about the experience. It's hilarious. Wow. And then, but I remember I got my, we rented my first electric that month sometime. So I had been playing on an acoustic for a few months before. So it was sometime in 1996, wow. I started playing. That's yeah. incredible. Oh my God. And it, was there anybody in particular that um, when you first started playing, you really looked up to and like idolized as a musician? Like who, who were your influences? Well, the number one influence was the Beatles. That's what we were brought up on. Wow. So, you know, John, John and George, even Paul, that's what I was immersed in. Um, and, you know, at the time, like the age I was at, everyone was into... It was Green Day and The Offspring and Nirvana, all those things. I didn't really get into like guitar hero type guitarists, like iconic guitar players till kind of later, till mm -hmm. I was already a few years into playing. I'm just curious, back to the Beatles for a second. Oh, yeah. I, like they're one of my favorite bands too and biggest influences. What's your favorite Beatles song that pops up? I mean, there's, there's a huge catalog. Oh, man. But if you had to choose one to play currently... What would, what would you say is the one that just kind of like makes you go, yes, I'm going to play this one? People usually ask which record, and that's a, a bit easier. But song? Uh, oh, man. You can tell me which, which record. That's cool. Start there. <laughs> well, I think my favorite two, I had to, I'd have to say two because I just can't. They're all so kind of different. Okay. But it's, it's two eras, and it's Rubber Soul and Abbey Road for me. Oh, man. Rubber like Soul. It, yeah, absolutely. Because Rubber Soul to me is like the turning point, you know, after the Beatlemania period. It was like kind of the first record of like experimenting a bit more before Revolver. Right. And I love Revolver too, but Rubber Soul was like a hint of that. Yeah. And it was still a little more innocent. Revolver was like full on, let's go, let's go crazy, you know? And then Sgt. Pepper obviously was even yeah. crazier. And then Abbey Road is just like this aged fine wine where it's like they've been doing it you know, not even barely 10 years, but it was the end of it. And they're just, you, you could just hear the experience and the maturity, even though they were still so young. This is what everyone forgets about the Beatles is when they broke up, they were all, they weren't even 30 yet. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, I heard like the, the span of music, the whole catalog was in the span of like 10 years. Yeah. And that's like everything from she loves you to I'm the walrus. Too. Yeah. Like, it's just unbelievable, the span of music that can happen in 10 years' time. Yeah. And all those records. Totally. What do you think it was about the Beatles? I just, since we're on this topic, I, like, what was it about them, do you think, that just had that mass kind of appeal? Well, I mean, not growing up during that time, for me, it's 
it's the songs and the innocence and the honesty in the songs. Hmm. I think the songs speak for themselves. Um, but whenever I talk to my parents about it, you know, they always just describe how there was just nothing like it yeah. when it started. And it was like this revolution and this, this new beginning of like, oh my God, I've never seen anyone like this. And they were, everyone was just taken by it. Yeah. It wasn't just the songs. It was how they looked. It was how they carried themselves. It was their sense of humor, their wittiness. It was this package, you know? It, it, absolutely. What's amazing is I've been listening to your new upcoming album and there's just so much synergy. Like there's, there's moments of the Beatles that I can hear. Like, I'm not surprised that's an influence here. Yeah. Um, it's just like some of those minor chords that you go into. at the Oh end yeah. It. It's just incredible. Four minor. Yeah. It's exactly. one of my favorite chord movements. It's like, it's uh, absolutely. There were bells on it, but I never had it uh, till there was you. Right. Like that's, that's the song I always use as an example where I think the four minor chord is used perfectly oh so i always a, resort to it that's an amazing song yeah. you know i i, I still can't figure out which song to pick by the way but it's funny you, that's okay well, well maybe it's that one because I, I remember we were playing a tour together and there was a sound check and you were playing that song and i was like <laughs> yeah, probably i was just totally enthralled with how that chord progression went so i actually after the tour went back and, and learned all those chords and it's it's one of my favorite songs to play now, <laughs> thanks to you. So Wicked. I don't know, maybe that's where it's at. Um, I, I'd like to hear a little more about uh, your recent adventures. I, I heard that you moved to Ireland, and I'm just wanting to know what the heck that's all about. Because you're from Winnipeg, for yep. those listening. Yep. What brought you to Ireland, and what's that been like? Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a trip. Uh, my wife is studying there, Hillary, um, who you know. Yeah. And it just worked out that way. Uh, <laughs> I was on tour in Australia and uh, she called me and said, hey, I got into Cork. And I was like, I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I was like, is that, where is that? That's Ireland. Oh, yeah, right. Ireland. Right. So I was like, okay, guess we're going. Hung up on the other side of the world. I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this. Wow. Uh, um, Cork is an amazing city. I didn't know anything about it before I moved there. Um, <laughs> but now that I've been there, you know, it's like the second largest city in, in the country. The music scene is amazing. The people are really nice. The musicians are amazing. There's just a lot happening there. Um, it's been a trip, though. I mean, we literally left everything here. Like we, wow. you know, wow. And, and, and started fresh there. But it's been great. Um, yeah, I'm cur I'm I'm now at a point where I'm back and forth so much that I'm I'm kind of here more so of the time hmm. and I'm I'm there sometimes. It's 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 weird. That's Life is weird. Of, that's a lot of flying back Life, and forth. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like I'm just used to feeling horrible all the time. Yeah, from jet, jet lag. Yeah. Wow, my goodness. Hey, um tell me about this too. I know that you're uh, one of the members of Brothers Landreth, mm -hmm. which is uh for those that aren't familiar, you've got to check this band out as well. They're incredible. Um, how did that all come about originally? I, I know they've had such success, or your, that band's had such success. How did you get involved in that? And tell me a little bit about the band. Okay, well, the band started, uh, these two brothers, they are brothers, Joey and Dave, um, two great musicians from Winnipeg, dear friends of mine. They started a band. They just wanted to start a band. They had both been touring a lot, like just as a bass player and a guitar player. Yeah. And they decided, let's, let's put a band together and uh, summarize version. That's, they, that's they called they you? Did. That's what <laughs> they did. Well, originally, um, they had a piano player and Alex Campbell. Right. Yeah. And um, 
they would primarily play as a four piece. They recorded the record with that lineup. So this all happened really before they started really playing. And about a year after that, I, I would do the occasional gigs and we'd play as a five piece. Uh-huh. First of all, those all the guys in that band, I've been playing music with them for 15 years. I've known them since I was like 18. Wow. We go cool. back a far amount of time. It's not like it was just a this opportunity to play with them. We have been playing together. Dave and I were in our first band together. Like Joey's girlfriend in high school was in my high school band. So I've known him, you know, all these things like that. Unbelievable. So basically it just, things changed about a year and a year after that. Um, So I, I went in then and uh, kind of as a full member. Wow. And then, yeah, there's been some nice, some nice moments, for sure. Traveled nice the world, eh? You guys were recently yeah. in, was it Denmark you were in a few weeks ago or something? Yeah, yeah. Denmark, uh, two weeks ago, Tuna Festival. Wow. Which is a great festival, if you ever get a chance. There was a bunch of Winnipeggers there, actually. There was William, <laughs> William Prince and oh, really? Richard Inman. Oh, amazing. It's a great festival. It was my third time doing it, actually. Um, it's amazing it's to me, festival. like, and I mean, I've been through a little bit of this, but I'm curious, your perspective. Like, traveling around the world trying to stay in balance as well you know like it's it can be a real mental game to be going from one place to the next and even just ireland winnipeg back and forth is there anything that you do to stay because you've got you've got such a it appears to be that you've got a very good balance about you like how do do you find that well firstly i'm a pretty independent person i don't mind um doing things on my own like i don't need my hand being held right to go around and do things like trust me I, i i'm in a relationship and certainly miss her when I'm away, but, um, in regards to just jumping around all over the place, it definitely, um, can mess with you. And it just definitely, it, it, I remember a year when we were touring for like eight months of the year, yeah. I started feeling like, what, what are we, even am I doing? Like, I feel like I don't live anywhere. Right. This is so weird. Um, but it's all perception. You just got to remind yourself that what you're doing is what you love. You know, I, t- I, I always say I don't get paid to play guitar or play music. I get paid to travel. Yeah. And the music part is what I do for free. <laughs> yeah, it's like the 5% of what you end up doing, right? Totally. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, it's it's all a head game, like you were saying. It's, uh, it's a matter of just, you know, everything in moderation, taking care, trying to take care of yourself. Right. And um, just enjoying what you're doing. You got to love it. Absolutely. Is there any like mental strategies you use when you're in those moments of lows where you're doubting yourself and you're out there on the road and it's just desolate, so to speak? Anything you do particularly or it's just like a shift of your mind? Yeah, that that is tough. I've I've had both sides of the spectrum. I've had times where it was tough and then I just kind of just feel like or just let myself know that I'm I'm drowning a little too much in something like that and I just pull myself out and and focus on why I'm there and focus on all the good things and how grateful and lucky I am to be out here doing what I'm doing yeah you know absolutely. And, then, and then there's times where it was like I couldn't pull my head out of um <laughs> like this dark this dark spot of like this is this is bad yeah Uh, you know well one thing i'm really appreciate is like it's going to the place of gratitude about like what's working right now and like focusing on that that good piece and i want to switch over to that side of things like i can only imagine the stories that you must have from places you've played people you've met experiences you've had on the road like 
as you as you think about that world of it and the, the celebration of what you do like what are some of the memories that pop up that are highlights for you oh like, man um there's been you know it comes down to i love first of all and one other thing i should say i do love traveling yeah you know me I, too. <laughs> I really do love going to new places and seeing places that i haven't been and then i i get great satisfaction in going back to places that I've been many times and knowing my way around just like it was home. Right. You know, like I always get made fun of in the band whenever we go in New York because that's one of like my favorite city in the world and I know it pretty well. So yeah. whenever we're there, we go, yeah, guys, we'll, we'll go to this coffee shop here, uh, <laughs> you know, on Ludlow here and we'll do this. Oh, you're going to love this. They're just like, okay, like we know. <laughs> do you love New York? <laughs> it kind yeah. of makes you feel like you live there. Yeah. So I right. don't know. For some I reason, it. I take satisfaction in that. Um, totally. Not to stray away. Um, I enjoy those things, but it comes down to the people and the experiences. I'm having trouble thinking of specific ones, but you know, it's doing tours with another band that yeah. you get to know really well and, uh, things you might just, the random thing you might do, or <laughs> there's a lot of good and bad, but they all make for interesting memories, you know, like. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing I really appreciate about what you've decided to do for a living, so to speak, is just, it's almost like throwing caution to the wind that you just open yourself up to opportunity. And mm. one thing I'm appreciating about the story you're telling of your life is that it wasn't really pre-calculated in a lot of ways. Like, it's just the right people came along at the right times or, you know, you find yourself on a plane going to this random place and it ends up becoming like a home for you. It's pretty totally. amazing how you tap into that energy of just randomness when when you throw caution to the wind and go, I'm open. I'm yeah. just going to make this happen. Absolutely. I love that about you. It's just such an amazing piece of what you do. Um, it's something else triggering here. I just, I think too about um, how music is such a universal language where, you know, it's... Um, you don't have to speak the same actual language. It's mm. it's just like universal. It's something totally. that, that hits the, on the soul level. And yeah, it's the one thing that really will connect anybody right anywhere in the world. Yeah. Um, you might not be able to, you know, <laughs> someone in an airport or an airplane might be desperately trying to find out how much longer the flight, but they like maybe don't speak English and I don't, I don't speak that language, but you know, if a song comes on that we both like, we probably both <laughs> yeah. connect on that or I don't know, it's a weird example. But. No, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, for sure. There's been times where I've been, I've explained this in a lot of talks I do in Africa playing Brian right. Adams songs <laughs> and they speak Swahili and all of a sudden we're all singing along together and it's like, how did this happen? You know, it's amazing. It's, it's incredible. I am also so intrigued about that connection piece in the songwriting process and you've just finished recording and writing an album. Yep. Um, I'd love to hear a little bit about your process of writing and how that all came about. Yeah. Well, it all came about, it's, it's really funny because I feel like I've come full circle. Um, like I started really becoming a professional musician by booking my own shows. Hmm. I had a band and I would front and sing and I would just book gigs at, you know, Shannon's, Dylan's, All the King's Head, Cavern. Yeah. And how long ago was that? Because I'm not sure timeline here. This is like 13 really? years ago. 12, that long 12 ago? 12 years ago, yeah. Okay, and you'd be fronting the band. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's okay. And that was just a way to get out there and play. Uh -huh. First of all, I did it not because I wanted to people to hear me and hopefully hire me for, for their gigs. It was more so just, this is just what I wanted to do. It was songs that I wrote and songs that we wrote as a band and 
and just covers that we like to play. So it was just for us. It was like a super self-indulgent kind of gig. Cool. Um, but then, yeah, it, it just turned into, I did more and more, you know, sideman gigs and gigs as a guitar player. And I loved it and then stopped doing that. Um, and then we moved to Ireland and I kind of felt like I was starting from square one again. So, you know, I was very fortunate to move somewhere at a time where I, you know, I, some people knew me from the internet and from the band and, and just some online stuff I've done. Um, so I didn't have to go in as this, someone that no one knew. I mean, nobody knew me, but like one out of 50 people knew who I was. Wow. And uh, that one person helped vouch for me, so to speak. So I, I was very fortunate to meet the right people right away and got to meet all the musicians on my second or third night. That's amazing. Got a gig the next night. But I, I needed to, you know, I needed to play. So what did I do? I started booking my own gigs again. I love Same it. way. So that just started uh, going on and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, I started really enjoying it again. And I was getting the satisfaction that I hadn't gotten in a while. And I should say the band was kind of on a hiatus. So we weren't really doing anything at this time. It kind of worked out. This is out. the Brothers Landreth the, band. Yeah, Brothers yeah. Landreth, yeah. Okay. So I've been, I was doing all these gigs and, and, you know, doing a bunch of stuff online that was building a much more of an online presence. And I was just like, man, I should be doing, I should be doing this, you know? And I just started writing. I, I, I'm a person that likes to write, co-write with people. Um, hmm. um, I, I'll get a musical idea first um, and then lyrics will come after that. But I, I just like writing with other people. Yeah. So was it was there a lot of co-writes on this record? They're all co-writes. They yeah. are. Yeah. Wow. So who were some of the people you wrote with? Um, well, a, a few of them were with Murray Pulver, who also produced the record. Wow. So he started. We we wrote the first song of these of this batch of songs, and they kind of started the whole process. Well, and just to, to pause here for a second, those of you that don't know Murray Pulver that are listening internationally. <laughs> He's a bit of a guru when it comes to producing records. He like he cranks them out in this town in Winnipeg, and he's just got this magic touch. It's amazing. Like Certainly, you, the sound of your record is just amazing. Thank I you. Press play, and I was like, "What is this? It's so good." <laughs> so you guys started co-writing together. Yeah. So we started co-writing with no, you know, no plans, no goals. Just let's just write. Yeah. A couple songs. I started writing with some other other people, huh. and I I had this collection of songs. And I do the odd gig here and there. And then it wasn't really until, um, I, I should say, I, I demoed a bunch of them with my friend Roman Clark. I don't know if you know him. I, I do know plays, of him, yes. Plays in the Middle Coast. Okay, but yeah. But he does a right. solo, um, he has his own solo thing that's like, he's, he's incredible. Right. He's like modern day Remy Shand. <laughs> does Seriously, everything, yeah. In Winnipeg, you know, does everything. Amazing. Uh, so like last summer, 2017, he helped me just demo a bunch of the songs because we've been collaborating for two or three years. We'd be writing a lot. I'd record guitar on his music. He'd play on stuff that I was doing, just always back and forth. So we demoed some songs. I didn't really do anything with it yeah. for half a year still. And then this opportunity came up to do a tour in the UK in February, this February, 2018, um, with a friend of mine named Josh Smith, who's an incredible uh, blues guitar player singer from LA and 
somehow <laughs> it just worked out that I, I we were going to do a co-bill. And I had the songs. I had the music. It was all good. We shared a band. The shows were all amazing, packed, sold out. And halfway through the tour, um, I remember it perfectly. We were in London and for the London show. And I did a clinic at ACM, which is the Academy um, of Contemporary Music in London. Just like a little clinic master class thing. Yeah. Went great. And I spilled coffee on my shirt. Actually, I think it was this shirt. Oh. So Looking I, pretty good. Thanks. Yeah, I got the stain out. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ran to an Argos, which is like, no, sorry, not an Argos, a Tesco, which in the UK and Europe. A gas is, station. No, know? it's Tesco's like a superstore. Oh, a grocery store. Or Walmart store. kind of thing. Kind of does a little okay. bit of everything. So I grabbed a shirt and while I'm there, I'm, I was just thinking, this is, this is going really well, this tour. You know, I'm barely selling anything for merch on this tour in, in regards to like, I only had some stickers and picks and little things. Like, I need to have a record out two weeks ago already, you know? You could just feel that. So I called Murray right from the Tesco while I'm looking for a shirt and said, hey, man. Um, <laughs> so random. Yeah, yeah. I said, hey, man. Because, you know, we had written at least five or six songs. I think, yeah, only four of them that we wrote around the record. But I said, we, let's do this. Like, I, I, I need to do this record. Um, I'm going to be in town next month producing another record for someone if I extend the trip, do you think we can get the studio time and make it happen? Wow. And he was like, let's do it. And long story short, yeah, it all came together um, in a quick amount of time. Wow. Although it had been leading up to it for a long time. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't just like, ah, I wrote these songs last week. Let's just record them next month. I had been sitting on these songs for a year and a half, some of them for a year and a half. What I'm so appreciating is like, as you're talking, it almost seems like, they, I've heard this before, like a burning desire. And sometimes you don't even realize it's there, but it's like this part of you that just has to make it happen. Yeah. And it just feels like it was so intuitive that it just kind of was leading to it. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a record. Yeah. And it feels that way when I listen to it. It feels so effortless, yet it's oh, like there's a magic to your album. You don't hear, I don't hear that as often these days when people are so consciously trying to make music and get ahead and rise above. Mm. And what I love about your album is it's got this way of just, um, it's just, it's flows. There's a flow to it and it's, it doesn't feel like you're trying super hard. It's just, thanks man. It just isn't this great groove. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just honest. We weren't trying, you know, not it is. recreating the wheel. We're not reinventing anything. We're just, yeah. The songs, the songs we wrote, so, and the song and how I want to play them and how I sing them. And that's what I do. And I gotta, here you go. I got to tell you this piece too. Like, so I, a lot of people that I've been, I haven't played your record for anyone because we, I was sworn to secrecy not to share it, <laughs> but I've been raving about it. And, um, I, every time I tell people, Ariel Posen's putting out an album, they're like, Ariel Posen's putting out an album. Like, isn't he like that guitar player for Brothers Landers? Like most people don't realize that you sing. Yeah, like, this is like kind of a mystery thing that you're you're a singer and yeah. And when I first pressed play on the album, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous to hear you sing because I'm like, <laughs> I've never heard him sing. I wonder what this is going to be like. So I push play, and your voice is amazing. It's like um, it's got so many different influences in there. One that I hear a lot, of, and you must hear this, is John Mayer. There's there's a maybe not. You know what? To be honest, I mean, I like John Mayer, but I, I yeah. he's totally not an influence for singing. It's you're just kidding. That, it's just that I, we're both kind of baritone range yeah. similar tone to me when i listen to the music it's like there's a tone of john mayer oh yeah he's definitely an influence yeah absolutely but like not as a singer not as, like as when a i'm guitar. singing i'm nothing yeah for sure i like his songwriting and his yeah the production yeah sure. it's, it's awesome i love it it's uh 
I, I don't know if I should say this in case he ever listens, but you're you were like John Mayer, but way nicer than what I understand he, him to be. Like just a nice guy. John, if you're listening, yeah. I'm sure you're a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm sure you are I'm a nice sure. guy, yeah. but just the rumors out there that you're not. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know, um, but maybe he just needs some love, and yeah, I guess so. So it was a fun. Actually, if, uh, I remember um, the last time when we played Hotel Cafe, we uh, right after our show, he walked in. Really? To sit in with um, David Ryan Harris. Wow. And okay. uh, he missed our set. And he was just bombarded by... Like, you wonder why people aren't really treated... Or, sorry, you wonder why, you know, pe- celebrities... Are not so nice. Maybe maybe aren't so nice or maybe aren't... Don't not treat people the way they should. It's because they're not treated at all like humans. Yeah, normal. Like, he walked in and, and it was nonstop people. Hey, hey, John. Love what you do, man. I'm a huge fan. Oh, thanks, man. Right. Hey, John, can you take a listen? This isn't my demo CD. I, you know, if you ever need a backup singer or something, thanks. Hey, John, just right. want to say, like, love love that lick you're playing. And it's like nonstop. Absolutely. Bombard it. Yeah. And um, so I get it. And as you're saying yeah. that, it's funny because I, I think about what artists like yourself tap into. Like, you're going deeper than the surface level musically this universal language and so somebody like a john mayer or an ariel posen that that writes a song and it has that resonance in people and makes them feel that connection that mm. you know we're living yeah. in a world that's so disconnected in so many ways totally and so it's like as soon as you tap into that energy and somebody's tapping into it it's it's such a magnet for attraction it's like totally. i want to be part of this let's listen to my demo be part totally so yeah. you, you can imagine i am a fan of him all i wanted to say was the same thing i want to go up to him and say right Hey, man. Like, you know when you're a huge <laughs> fan of someone, you expect they kind of know who you are as well? Absolutely. Because you've, listened, you've been, been listening to them for so long? Like, their posters up in their room. And like, if I felt like stuff. if I met Paul McCartney, yes. I, he'd go, hey, Ariel, yeah, how are your folks doing? You know, like, they're huge fans too. Like, right. <laughs> just because they've been a huge part of our life. Oh, totally. So I, all I wanted to do was say hi to him as well, but I, I didn't. I refrained. I just yeah. didn't because I didn't want to be another one of those people who was just... Oh my God. Hey man. <laughs> yeah. I have nothing to talk to you about. Yeah. Nothing to say. Hey. It's amazing. I, I, it's funny. You're saying Paul McCartney. That's on my bucket list to meet. Although there's an apprehension because you think, well, this guy's bombarded every day told how great he is. Then yeah. he's like, yeah, well, thanks kid. I've heard that before, <clears throat> but it's just, there's this part of us inherently that wants to just like, um, name it and, and celebrate this, this connected yeah. piece that music just does. It just taps into it. I, I'd, I'd want to meet Paul McCartney and just, not give him a single compliment, but just, hey, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Want to play Blackbird or no? Not even that. Not even that. Just like. Just chat. So, I, you know, so like a new record out. Yeah, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where are you going to be? It's like, oh, yeah. Like, what's your favorite coffee shop there? <laughs> right. In that place or something like that. You know? Yeah. It's kind of hard to contain yourself when you're around Paul McCartney, though, in, yeah. in that way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talking about coffee shops and you're like, please tell me how you wrote the White Album or yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever <laughs> Tell me what you were thinking then. <laughs> what Come were you on. thinking then, man? Yeah. That's cool. Well, I'd like to know what you were thinking about this. Um, tell me a little bit about the new single. What's it called? And Fade. Fade. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me a bit about that that song and what it means and how it came about. Yeah. Uh, I wrote it with Roman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this idea, um, wait, a lyric that was waiting on forever, which is funny because my dad always gives hates when people say waiting on. Oh yeah, because that actually it's, it's a totally wrong thing to say. It should like, it should always be waiting for. Waiting for. You know, yeah. like when you're waiting at Starbucks <laughs> and you're like, yeah, are you just waiting on that uh, 
that latte? Waiting for. Come on, let's for. get it right, people. <laughs> so it's, it's funny that that was the line I heard. So yeah. we turned it into that. Um, it was just, it became a song about reflecting and feeling a certain way at certain times. It, out, it was sparked by the idea, you know, right now it's early September. It was actually exactly about this time of year where when the leaves kind of start falling, summer's finishing, uh, and September starts, you just feel something in the air. And for me, I always feel, feel like I have to go back to school. Wow. I haven't, yeah, been, I haven't been in energy. school in 14 years. <laughs> and I always feel like, oh, man, you know, party's over, even though nothing changes for me. Right. It's energetic, though. Something yeah, changes. So it was, ta- it, was, it was inspired by that idea and thinking about how you feel at certain times of year, uh, how you feel at certain times of years, every year. Right. And how this feeling happens but and then it just kind of fades away and then it comes back right but it, but it relates but it you know it's it's about how you feel it's about looking back not just about that feeling but things that have happened in your life and actually the whole record is uh, a lot of it there's almost this theme that wasn't planned and it's not a um it's not a concept record at all but there is this uh theme of like time and reflection and yeah thinking back I've noticed that. Yeah. I've totally noticed that. I, I'd love to give this track a listen if you're all right with that. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's take a listen to Fade. This okay. might even be a premiere here on the podcast to listen to someone's song. Wicked. Great. All right. So Ariel Posen playing Fade. Listen to the new track. It's great. We'll come back and chat a little more. Watch the years go by Right in return to sender Cause all I want is one more time I think of last September And all the ones before And for the ones I can't remember Another knocking at my door And I find something inside Pushing and pulling Fade Everything will fade Melt into the days and I can't help it Everything just seems to fade All my life I've wandered Where do I go from here? I'm on the surface but underneath Everything just disappears If I had the time Then I could spend all my days Without having to live behind my eyes Fade Everything will fade Melt into the day Everything 
That was Fade by Ariel Posen, who's joining me here on the podcast. And uh, wow, I love it. As I keep saying, I'm just gushing over your record. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you for inspiring all of us. It's great. Oh, man. Oh, You're going to have so many you. people in the clubs wanting autographs and giving you demo tapes. Like you're, just, you're tapping into something deeper here, man. It's oh, great. God. It's fantastic. Oh, God. Well, thank yeah. you. Oh, absolutely. That's very kind. Yeah. So, um, a couple last final questions I've got for you. Uh, what have you got planned coming up this fall? I know you're. You said you're heading out on the road pretty soon. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I mean, this this will probably have happened by the time this is out, but um, I have a little tour in the U.S. next week. Wow. Starting this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, going to Seattle. Well, actually, Chicago tomorrow. Seattle. Seattle. Chicago. Seattle. L.A., Dallas, Charlotte, New York, Nashville. What and, a rock, and, and, and rock then, star. <laughs> right. I love it. All the hit right. places. Um, <laughs> and then uh, not much for the next couple months. Just another single is going to be coming out. And then actually, depending when this is out, it may already be out. We'll see. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, the record's going to come out beginning of January. So there will be some shows abroad and in Canada and the U.S. as well. Um yeah. Fantastic. That's just a lot, yeah, more touring and shows and music. I admire you for that. That's a, that's That can be a tough grind being on the road, but as you say, you love traveling. Yeah. And I'm just seeing this vision of you on the road, and it's just opening up so many more possibilities and connections and inspiring people. That's But that's just it. That's where, and that's what I tell everybody, like these opportunities, not that I'm an example, but what I've learned is that, you know, if you want to do these kind of things, no one is going to do you a favor. It comes from you making all these opportunities happen. Absolutely. So you have to put yourself out there and go to this thing or else you you might not meet this person who will do this for you, you know? Right. It all comes from you making these things happen and not just waiting 
in front of your computer for your for like an email to pop up <laughs> you've had a lot of influence on me in that way I, I remember we were in tour once and uh, you were in the back seat and i'm like what are you doing he's like i'm on instagram i'm like what's instagram <laughs> you were like the founder of that to me <laughs> that that tour is when i started my instagram account amazing you, you oh, this, yeah 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 we this. should talk about this for a bit um yeah, let's do it we should talk about the fact that we had a lot of good times in in keith and renee we did, yeah. yeah, traveling, man, all over the world and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember one time we were, uh, it was after, I think it was before after show, we were in a hotel and I ended up doing coaching session with you in the pool. <laughs> it wasn't really coaching, but we were like talking about life and Yeah, Calgary, I think. I think that was Calgary. Calgary, right? Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was cool. I'm, I'm curious, what's one of your memories? Do you remember anything oh, about man. that era? <laughs> well, one, I remember one specifically is oh, that... Yeah. Um, we played a corporate gig in Ottawa. Oh, at the fair at the fancy ho- hotel, and it's it was the, the bell. And a day before the gig was the Boston bombing. Right, right. I remember that? So I remember being kind of glued. Any any spare second I had, I'd run back to the hotel room for some reason. I was just so interested. Once they found who the guys were, and they were like this chase. They were was going chasing on. them. I remember. I kept, yes, but also. <laughs> While we were waiting, it was like some, it was just some corporate event for some company. I forget what it right. was, but I remember us, we kind of started writing a song in the green room of the hotel. And I don't remember it at all at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. But it I might mean, have a voice memo deep in the do. archive somewhere. I have that voice memo somewhere if I dig it up. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. but there's, uh, yeah, I have a lot of fond memories yeah. from, from all that stuff. Yeah. Good times. Me too, man. Wow. It's pretty amazing that just, you think about the history of where things go and, you're born, you can't really plan your life out. It's just, it's like this road of all these amazing intricacies that happen and connections. And so cool, man. I'm really grateful that you've been in my life and you make this great music. Every time you play in the band, it's just, it comes alive. You just have this energy in your playing. It's so cool. Thanks, man. Yeah. Speaking of playing, I would love for you to, would you be open to playing a song live? Absolutely. Acoustic? We'll see how it goes. Let's do it. This is another first on the podcast. (laughs) I'm all about the first. What what song do you want to play? Well, um, you guys just heard Fade, so why don't I play a little exclusive of what the, ne- of pro- the next single, and it's a song called Things That I've Said. Oh, I love that song. Okay. Things That I've Said. Okay, well, let's set up for it and uh, take a listen. All right. Standing in line on borrowed time Trying to change my address And I'm talking to strangers a little too much Trying to get it off my chest Yeah, I said it though I don't regret How I'm spending my day Sorry to hurt you with the truth, but it's important that you see me this way. But I don't feel so bad when things just don't work out. Can't seem to get out of bed. And I don't feel so rough when I don't measure up to the things that I've said. Well, of course, I'm angry and I'm sad about all the things we've had and won't have again. 
Ain't it funny how love bows down to money at the stroke of a pen? I'm a little rusted, not sure I could be trusted anymore. Have we forgotten just what it is that we started this for? But I don't feel so bad when things just don't work out Can't seem to get out of bed And I don't feel so rough when I don't measure up to the things that I've said It's easy out here on my own Nobody to miss me if I don't come home But I don't feel so bad when things just don't work out Can't seem to get out of bed so rough when I don't measure up to the things that I've said. Oh, and I don't feel so bad when things just don't work out. Can't seem to get out of bed. And I don't feel so rough when I don't measure up to the things that I said. Oh, to the things that I said. Oh, to the things that I've said, yeah. All right, wow, that is so inspiring to have you sitting here in the living room playing acoustic and singing this brand new single that's going to come out. Wow, thank you. Wow, um, my pleasure, man. Thank you. Absolutely. I, I also want to thank you for being on the podcast and just uh, inspiring everyone listening. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, where can it's people, an honor. Where can people find the record and, and you? Do we call it records anymore? <laughs> I think we still call it records, yeah. Okay, your record. Where do we find um, the record? Well, the record you know, won't be out until January, like I said, but once it's out, it'll be on you know everything, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, all that stuff. But if you go to arielposen.com, you will have all the information for that. You'll have links to Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all that other stuff, tour dates. Perfect. Other stuff. It's all there. Arielposen.com. Arielposen.com. And, um, you know, I have a lot of people that listen that are just so generous and they want to support the artist as opposed to just making music free because mm. the industry's changed so much. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, I just Before we end here, what would be the best way to support you so that you can keep doing this as a career? Like, is it, it's, I'm guessing it's not going to Spotify to listen. You could if you don't have the funds. Yeah. I mean, like, are there support hearts? is support. Don't get me wrong. I mean, True. you know. 20,000 people listening to a song that gives you $5 or probably less. Yeah. You know, that's still, that means it's what, it's what it means. Right. Right. But, uh, to actually support, I'd say, <laughs> send you a big check. <laughs> yeah. Send me a big check. Or, yeah. you know, there's things like Bandcamp. Bandcamp. That actually, you get most of that money. Okay. Bandcamp.com. Uh, yeah. That may be Ariel Posen, not Bandcamp. Are you doing any hard copy records or is it? All Absolutely. Digital? Yeah. You are. Okay. Yeah. So once it's out, um, like I, I, I oh, and there's merch. Like I have a store on my website as well. Oh, so if great. you want to get some yeah. t-shirts or some pics or stickers or you know or the album sooner than later. Virtual guitar lesson with you? 
online? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I do, I do guitar lessons. Yeah. That's do you a huge really? part of what I do. I do Skype lessons yeah, when I'm not on the road. That's amazing. I teach people all over the world. It's, it's actually so much fun. I want to sign up for that. That's fine. Okay. Well, there are some opportunities to really support right. what you're doing. Yeah. And uh, I just have this vision. It'll just continue to grow and expand and elevate and rise up. And you're just doing great Thank work, you. man. Thanks, Thank man. you. Thanks for being here on the podcast. Arielposen.com. And uh, yeah, I hope you all go listen to this album. It's actually amazing. Thanks, Keith. I appreciate it. All right. My pleasure to be here. Thank you. All right. I hope the songs and stories of Ariel Posen have inspired you. And I thank you so much for tuning in this week. Maybe you'll even pick up a guitar and learn a few chords after hearing that interview. I look forward to staying in touch, everyone, and look forward to the next episode here on Let's Connect. Let's Connect.